Good afternoon and welcome to the boldness on 3CR. Happy New Year to all our listeners. Now, the boldness is about standing up for your disability rights instead of waiting for some well-known Hello, how are you? We are going to play a song by Huddy Everett called Waterfall. year is going to be a very influential year of great hope and, and determination for all human beings. There's shifts in the community um, in every area of capacities of every group that's around who are moving towards a better society. So I believe that in the 219 is a, is a, a year of great hope for many people. And speaking of great hope, I believe we have now got Braden Kingley back on the line. Hello, Braden. Hey. Hey, how are you going? Good, thank you. Now, Braden, how to look, tell us about your career in animation. Um, well, I uh, freelance in uh, 2D animation and I do a bit of uh, motion design and graphic design on the side. But, um, yeah, that's basically what I do. And um, I mainly uh, specialise in, like, doing, like, small uh, short film projects um, and that, and, and also including a, um, a pilot I'm doing for a series that's in the works at the moment. And how does that, um, how does that come about? Like, how do you actually work on the animation? Do you use puppetry? Do you use um, plasticine? Do you... How, what what materials do you use in the animation? Um, well, because I, like I said, I do 2D animation. Um, it's all computer animated. Okay. Um, I do it straight off my Mac, um, solo. And um, 
Yeah, so I use like a technique called tweening. Um, mm. It's a little hard to explain, but it's not like frame-by-frame frame animating. But there's a bit of frame-by-frame frame animating when it's required for touch-ups. Yeah. But it's, a, it's a, quite a quick animation method just for um, sort of like puppetry movement, in mm. other words. Mm-hmm. And what sort of um, characterizations do you do? What is it actually about? Um, how do you mean by characterization? Well, how how is actual um, like say so one of the projects that you're doing at the moment? What what is the criteria? What is it about people meeting each other? Is it about um, anything? What 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 are you actually showing in the animation? Um. Well, at the moment, um, I've only ever done one door film so far. Okay. It's been complete. Um, and it was a, a short film called I Have Gustav, which yeah. was basically a, a lot this uh, stray, but this new fondness for connection between an elderly widowed mother mm-hmm. and a cat. And a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it wasn't. It was actually uh, written, but it wasn't written by me. It was written by my other fellow filmmaker, Dina Taylor. Um, uh-huh. She did a great job with writing it. Uh-huh. I, um, and I animated it, and I brought, and I pretty much was the uh, the visualizer who saw okay. um, how the characters would appear. And, okay. um, I mean, when I read the script, I knew, okay, it's going to be a very heartwarming story. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make it a little toonish, but I'm going to make it like it's. Enough to appeal not just to children but to adults alike. Okay. Now, Brian, yeah. tell, so, tell us about your background here. Is that as an animator, that how did you actually get started in animation, though? Um, well, it all started with just that little spark of inspiration, as in, oh, I want to really do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit funny considering that um, for most animators, it's mainly like. It's growing up watching cartoons. Now, I watched a lot of cartoons as a kid, yeah. but at that, you know, and it didn't really cross my mind that one day I wanted to be an animator. Yeah. But then when you know the internet era sort of grew on the internet and people were posting animations of all sorts and animated cartoons on the internet, which is like, whoa, it's a big platform. Yeah. Thinking, oh, you only, I thought you'd only see it on TV. I drew, a lot of, uh, I drew a lot of attention to this material and I thought, Okay, if people can make animations and post them on post on the internet, anyone can do it. You don't have to be a professional. Yeah. But and I thought, but I didn't. I had no clue what software to use to make computer animations, and I had no clue about what's uh, frame by frame animation. How did you learn? Anim- um. So I, I pretty much self taught myself. Like when I when I first saw a friend, a school friend of mine do like this zombie zombie animation. I, that's when I asked him, what program did you use? And he told me. And then I thought, okay, I want to get myself a copy of this. And okay. another fellow friend actually had the copy of it. So he let me a copy, take home and yeah, install on my computer. And I pretty much try to work out all the tools and everything on my own. Okay. So you've won the third prize in the open source indie film event. And uh, yep, the, works at the, the Nara Cin- Nova thing, Cinema yeah. and Customs House. Yeah. How did that come about? Like, um... Um, for the Cousins House, um, there was a, there's an event that that's held once a month. There, it's called Westside Shorts, and they show about it's around about seven short films once a month. And 
at the time, um, I was already doing a bit of freelance work for a, a film writer that was doing a, a feature-length film, and um, and he introduced he 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 wanted me to come along just to help out with just a bit of promoting his film, and then it occurred to me that oh this was this would be a, a fantastic platform to show me other early animation projects, and mm-hmm. so I asked the host, and he's like. Oh, fantastic! You know that would be great to have some animation, you know, shown here. So the following month, I thought, all right, I'll show my first one. Um, it was actually one of my uh, uni projects I did okay. called Renew Flesh. Mm-hmm. It was a, quite a surreal animation, um, and uh, people enjoyed it. They actually got pretty fascinated about it. So, so you, uh, Brayden, is that with Customs House? Is that I've got a? I'm just going to go out on a bit of a limb here. I think the person that you might be... Was it David Black that um, was the oh, person? Oh, uh, it was actually the one who runs Westside Shore. His name's Tom Vogel. Right. Yeah, yeah and um, he's been running it for nearly just over 10 years now. Well, is it, congratulations to Tom Vogel there. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, is it... But how did... Like, that's, because the theme tonight, it's about entertainment, disability, and... What's the practical insights into the Korean New Year's resolutions? Part of having those insights is on how to do the networking. How did you actually meet Tom? Yeah, that, I must say that was that's a, that was actually a very big challenge for me because before I even like studied animation, I was doing the hobby. I I barely knew how to even look someone in the eye to talk, and I was always looking away, whether it be out of nurses or not. But then. I don't know. It was just that um, when it, with my um, with my filmmaker friend um, who made this feature film where I helped him promote it, um, he he just introduced me to people and um, you know that I'm that I was outgoing, but I didn't know what to what to talk about. But you know the other person would ask me a lot of questions and then I give them answers and then. I don't know, it just seemed to me like I thought, okay, I think it's just to do that they're quite like-minded like me because they're in the creative media. It's all about art and I'm doing art and it's it's so easy to interact with someone who has a common interest, basically. Yeah, look, okay. look, it's a lot, lot easier. Set. A lot of my things which I do outside the radio hosting, it is all around art, it's about creativity, it's about entertainment and my experience, for what it's worth is that it's a different type of mindset. Creatives seem to actually have better insight and understanding about how other creatives, what they may do, how to encourage them, and what they, what they would like. Was that your experience? Yeah, yeah. It was, more, it was more so that, yeah, when I talk a bit about myself, they, they straight away they're like, ooh, what, what did you work on in the past? And yeah. they ask me, like, tons of questions revolving my work. So for no. 2019, what animation would you like to do? Uh, you said you're working on a project at the moment. So for 2019, what's a project that you're wanting to do for the year? 2019? 2019. Oh, 2019. This year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, 2019. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. I don't think... I Sometimes I misinterpret um, phrases and, and okay. words and that. So you just animate it. <laughs> yeah, even over the phone. But... um. It's just my pile that I want to work on at the moment that I want to hopefully that well I will try and make it I will try and make it a dream to 
you know, sh- you know, show off the pilot to a few studios around Australia and to see if they can and see if they take an interest in my pilot and see if they, you know, take they want to collaborate with me with myself and their team of animators. Do you do you anyway. get do you get paid? Um, with my um, with my client work, you know, the ones that I have worked with, um, yeah, you know, I do get paid. That's I mean, good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, like, for the unpaid project, it, it would just only be for just charity purposes. Okay. Yeah. Well, as Braden has said, what we're going to do, we're going to take a couple of quick community announcements. It's a good point for us to come back and revisit the practical insights into career aspirations and creativity. We're going to yeah. take the community announcements now. Okay. And we'll, we'll be back in about 60 that. seconds. Okay. Okay. We continue to honour Tana Minowate and Mabo Hina, and in doing so we acknowledge all the achievements of our people against oppression. Join us to commemorate the two freedom fighters, Tananuate and Malboina, on Sunday 20th of January, midday to 1pm. Come to the ceremony at the Tananuate and Malboina Monument, corner of Victoria and Franklin Streets, Melbourne. Bring flowers. After the ceremony, walk to the Queen Victoria Markets to their final resting place. So many of my people have fought and died for our country, for our environment, and for each other. Honour all the Aboriginal people who have been killed for protecting their land, their families, culture and way of life. We're not going to stay silent and we need all you fellas to stand with us in this fight for justice. If you can't be there in person, tune into 3CR midday to 1pm Sunday, 20th of January for a live broadcast of the ceremony. for human rights, indigenous sovereignty and climate justice. Our destination is Manus Island. Join us for the Freedom Flotilla. Sailforjustice.org. Get on board. A 3CR supporter. Okay, welcome back to The Boldness on 3CR. My name is Rafael Caleb and Gazem is co-host with me. We are continuing our conversation with Braden Kennedy, the chief animator from Seen Such Films. Now, Braden, what we'd like yep. to really know is that you mentioned earlier that you're going to maybe, with this animation project, pitch it to a few studios. That sounds yeah. very, very interesting. Is that that had, have you got connections in studios, or where would you? What advice would you give people who want to pitch a project to a studio? Um, well, the thing is, like, um, I had, um, I've, my first real connection was with, uh, Viscatoons when, um, just through my mum, um, through another contact, I was able to have this really rare opportunity to take up work experience at their studio where mm. I just basically a whole, about maybe three days or more, mm. I just, I tried to, I just, uh, I did a bit of a, like a fun little project with myself and just get the feel of what it feels like in a, in a studio. And, um, yeah, 
And then that's sort of where I got my first contact. <laughs> I know I'm a bit a bit broad here. <laughs> but um yeah, but um but then further down the line over the years, like it mainly when when I started studying animation at uni and then I I just did a bit of research on a few studios and um like some of the mentor some of the lecturers had worked in animation studios in the past and um and then afterwards after graduating like a few of my your my classmates would end up getting jobs at studios, and it's and, and I ask them a lot of questions, you know, what what's like working there, what their work environments like, and all that. And um, yeah, so with regarding to pitching, it's really just just shooting an email, shooting a message, just to let them know that you'd be interested to collaborate with you, and you should, you know, you send them their pilot, whether it be in person or even online. But I much prefer it if you just make an in-house, uh, an in-house visit to their studio if you get the, if you get the golden opportunity to meet with the art directors and that, mm. and just uh, showcase it to them. Yeah, right. uh, to showcase animations or any type of cinema work, what's the role of social media? How does how important is it? It, it is very important with the. Uh, you know, with the internet era, like, you know, social media is just taking, like, uh, uh, platforms to new heights just for networking and just having a much more effective way of putting your work out there for the world to see and not just, you know, confined at a much more smaller space of people. And do you work with others? Like, I mean, we might have you touched on this a little bit before, but do you have an entourage of people that you work with? Um, well, I go under the, I go under my own little small business name, Back Animations, and okay. I'm, at the moment, yeah, I'm working on my own, and I have been, I have been trying so hard to, you know, find the right time where I can, I can take someone on board. I mean, okay. I'm still taking, I'm still taking those little baby steps to, in learning a lot of things for myself on how to grow a small business, and I, and how yeah, old are you, complex. by the way? How old are you? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm 27 years old. Wow. So how long have you been doing the animation? Maybe five, ten, five, ten years? Um, as a hobby, um, since 2006, as a 15-year-old, when okay. I first taught myself uh, 2D animation. Wow. And I started um, doing my first taste of professional work only about three years ago. Okay. Yeah. No, so as a small uh, business owner, Braden. Yeah. That. How did you go about setting up, developing your own business in animation? Well, at first off, I just go under myself, under my name, without no ABN, no nothing. And it was just, um, it was, it, it was pretty much sort of a potluck. Like I got it, I got invited to a private screening of a film, and. That was like the, my first time I haven't been to one of these, and was in someone's he- that was someone's home. And I basically just out of pure luck, there was somebody who took interest, just took notice that they never met me before, and they asked me what what you what do you uh, specialise in? And I tell them animation. And they're like, oh, you're an animator. I'm like, yeah. And they absolutely gobsmacked and thinking, we would love to work with you. We would love to work with you. We could we could do we could get you to do some credit roles and other animated sequences for our film when necessary, and that sort of started that network. It starts with one person, and then it's sort of word of mouth, 
um, she told the rest of the crew, the rest of her network about me, and then that sort of, then, you know, and this one person started introducing all these people I could work for. So that, it was that, it was that pure bit of luck that there was someone who was generous enough to help me kick, kickstart, you know. So if you, were, if you were to teach a person how to do animation, what would you tell them? How would you, what would you tell the person to, how they should do it? What you got to do is, firstly, before you even learn animation, it's, it's also, it's very vital to learn how to draw first. And you're going to start off pretty mediocre for a start, but if you just keep practicing your drawings, then you, at that, over time, your style will start to re, redefine itself. Yeah. Each each maybe each week, each month, even each year. Okay. And you've got to do it non-stop. You don't put the, you just don't put the pencil down, whatever you use to draw, and just go back into it. Unless unless you've got a bit of creative art block, then that's a different story. That's a that's an exemption. But you just don't stop drawing. So what was the cat and the old old woman about? That sounds very interesting. Um, it was about a widowed, it was about an elderly lady who was widowed and she was away from her only son and she just wants to be left alone and, um, her son calls her up and he's, he's in the other side of the world and he's asking her to come over and visit him and he's new fiance and he's like, you know, I'm, what do you, what do you really want from me? I'm not, you want me to give you money? No. And then she just wants to be left alone. Okay. She's thinking about it, then she just reminisces about the part, you know, the lovely past times with her deceased husband and then you know one day she's washing the dishes and a stray cat just snuck in the house and she gets a fright and then she's trying to boot it out but then for a moment she realizes wait you know what i just i'm just gonna just have only company with this cat and, and call mm-hmm. my and call it my own and call it gustav <laughs> i don't i don't think i'm that prepared to want to go and see my son overseas okay. and meet my son's fiance and all that. And how long does it go for? It goes for five minutes. Wow. That's a lot of work for five minutes. Yeah, it took me... It was pretty simple art, so it took me just over... just nearly two months to make. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it would have been a bit longer because uh, procrastination is a real real pain. (laughs) (laughs) When you've got an idea, you've got to go with it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, as an Aspie, procrastination is a very, uh, a really tough thing to overcome. But you know, anyone can, anyone has a, has the same issue with procrastination. But Aspie's procrastination just goes too overboard. Yeah. Well, is it yeah. Brad, well, Brad, is it from, with people with a disability? Is it what role did your family play in helping you develop the animation path, career pathway? Were they encouraging well, or supportive? Yeah, all, all, all took for them was uh, just encouragement, just to say, you know, it was me, it was all for just whatever you're passionate to do with studies, um, we're happy with whatever you want to study. Because it was animation, they said, no worries, um, we'll support you all the way. And, um, do you yeah, su- so they... Go on, sorry. And then, you know, with, after graduating, it came down to the... Um, you know, my animation business. When I started getting, when I started off with my first and second clientele, my um, mother, my mum, actually taught me, started teaching me ropes and how to, you know, create an ABN and how a small business works with uh, 
you know, with payment systems and... Did you get funding? Funding? Did you get uh, funding, grants? Did you get a grant to help finance the animation? Uh, no, it's all, it's actually all self-funded, actually. Wow, I, don't get any, I don't get any grants, no nothing. That might and be... I'm, and I'm animating on my own and everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, look, look, it's... it's it sounds great. Like, you've got a really, really nice way that you've come across here, Brad, and you've talked a little about how you've got started in the animation business, starting as a teenager, developing the drawing. Now, the last question we've really got, as far as inside goes, and you've partly answered it, and that is, as an animator, it starts with drawing. Yeah. Would you say, do you think it's actually important as an animator to actually define the type of audience or the type of messages you'd like to get across to audiences to begin with? Yeah, whether it means if it whether it means narrative or non-narrative, yeah. You want to get a message out there. I mean, messages are always fantastic, you know, to grab people's attention, you know, at the end at the end of an animated film of any sort. I mean, even my even my surrealist even one of my surrealist um Animation star from Cutlery had a message, and it was just on um, hunger, you know, feeding the hungry. And it was just uh, this mythical beast that has has um, uh, spoons and knives, uh, forks, forks and knives as a pair of legs. So trying to eat uh, some legs of ham scattered around the desert, but can't reach it. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time, uh, Braden. We've been talking with Braden Kennedy from Back Animations now. And, um, How, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Um, you can contact me. You can actually con- you can follow me on Instagram on back animations. Um, a, um, an underscore between back, which is B A K underscore animations. You can follow my Facebook page, uh, Back Animations. And yeah, and you can even follow my website, which is www.backanimations.com and back and animations divided with a dash. Um, it'll be great if you do follow me because I am working on my pilot. It's for a series called Bow and Bandage, which is based on the lives of two mates, and it's all about it's all revolved around beach life. Of course, cool. thank you very much, Braden. We're really just fast running out of time here. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Braden Kennedy from Back Animations. Thank you very much to Darren from Nations for panelling. Thank you to Gazem for panelling. Thank you. Finmere will be back in the studio with me, Rafael Caleb, on in February. We'll be back on the 30th of January. Keep listening to Completed by Lovely. We're going out with a song called Runaway by Heidi Everett. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.